Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's very, very special episode, I am super excited to be giving you some juicy, juicy, juicy time with one of my favorite people in the whole world. And her name is Amber. We met, when did we meet Amber? I don't even know. We met in, in like, pre-COVID times. We were going to have all of these adventures in this mastermind that we joined together. And then lockdown happened. And Amber and I sort of suffered suffered very loudly through lockdown together because we were supposed to be in the Maldives with the rest of the entrepreneurs. And there we were in Wales and in Northern Keynes. And it was terrible. We loved it. (laughs) We loved it. So uh, Amber, I'm going to take it, take, uh, take it away, introduce yourself, let us know who you are and what you do. Sure. So hello, everyone. I am Amber. I live in Wales. and I am a business coach and a paid ad strategist. And my main thing is I run a paid ads boutique called Launch with Amber. And I just work with coaches and course creators and online service providers to help them get their work out into the world. I love it. And she's very good at it, too. So... Today we're talking about a special project. I'm sure Amber will be back to talk about ads and all of the fabulous launchy things that she does, but we're going to focus on a specific type of launch that we we experienced together at the beginning of last year. Amber helped me pull together the the Ukraine bundle, and in fact, Amber was one of the people that worked on the branding for me, which for which I'm very grateful. It was very beautifully done. Um, but today I wanted to talk to you guys about specifically about collaboration and the power of pulling together, coming into other people's communities and building your business this way. Because I think it's changed so much in the last seven, eight years that we've been doing this. And it looks completely different. It's not enough to like do a live video swap in a Facebook group anymore. Like those days are over. And I think that something different is happening. So Amber, what has been your experience with collaborating with other businesses? Sure. So I totally agree. And when I first started my business in like 2014 kind of time, um, collaborating was either come and do a Facebook Live in my free Facebook group, which, which was the main marketing strategy for coaches at the time. Or if you were very fancy, you had a podcast and someone would come and talk on your podcast And that was kind of it. Otherwise, collaboration was like, we are partners in a business, very formal, very serious, didn't really happen. And I think there was a lot more siloing in terms of this is my brand, this is your brand. I'm very closed off with protecting my followers and my everything and you shall not come in. That was kind of the vibe at the time. And that has changed so much. And even just doing more guest expert spots versus doing collaborative one-off projects like summits and bundles and all those kind of things that has changed hugely and it's more about like how can we just have some fun and make money at the same time but just collaborate on a thing for the sake of it because I think there's also an element of 
loneliness in business these days where you feel like you're the only one working on your own thing alone all the time and it's just so nice to get to do something with someone else for once yeah 100 percent. so I'm hearing a few things there so in the olden days I remember this one of my first ever ever swaps was a Facebook group live swap and I was so nervous and only one person showed up to that live oh, and she be- <laughs> but she became a paying funnel client because Amazing. I answered all of her funnel questions on that. I was like on that live for like an hour and 10 minutes. It was like a impromptu sales call. And after the, the live, she was like, I just need to hire you. And she was one of my first like funnel clients. God bless. I, I love Rochelle. She still does amazing things. And I'm pretty sure she still uses that funnel, which always makes me super happy. But I'm hearing a few things there. I'm hearing that collaboration is the name of the game. And I think you're so right in that, particularly like post-COVID times, when we were all locked down and we all realized, oh, wait, this is actually my life. Like, I don't leave my house. And, you know, all of these people that are struggling because they now have to like order standing desks. Like, that's been my life for the last however many years. Yeah, and so I, true. I definitely think that, it, you know, we went through like a series of summits and then summits were sort of out. I don't think summits are as, as popular anymore. And now we're in the era of bundles and I'm sure bundles will be out at some point, you know, in the next two, three years. Um, as all of these trends come and go, I think it's really, really interesting that you identify though, that they're really great opportunities to not only build your business, but also to make really strong connections and to be seen by so many more people. And I think that's so true in that it's not about the strategy necessarily, but it's about the intention behind it and understanding the sort of strategic purpose as to why you're doing the things that you're doing in your business mm-hmm. and the benefit that that then gives you both emotionally and business-wise, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of people are very keen to immediately attribute some kind of ROI to doing a collaboration. And I think maybe that's why when bundles first came out where you have to give your thing for free to maybe make some money off of it if you sell any of the bundle places with your affiliate link made people go why would I do that why would I give away my stuff for free that's crazy um and of course you want to make good decisions with that and that's kind of a separate thing but I feel like the the next layer of benefit of being in these kind of collaborative business experiences is the relationships that you build with people and also just the awareness that you get from other people. So for an example, with the bundle that I'm doing at the moment, it's made me very aware of, okay, this person does YouTube and this person does funnels and this is the person who teaches this in a much more in-depth way than how, how, how I ever understood their business just from being on their email list or following them on Facebook or whatever. It gave me much better insight into just how genius they were mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so oftentimes I think I used to look around the internet, particularly in Facebook, and see people who'd be like tagging each other and collaborating on stuff and saying, oh, you'd be great for this. And I was like, how do you get those kind of relationships with people? They must all be hiring each other, mm-hmm. um, but not so much. Like I have really amazing referral partners and business connections and people who say, oh, this event's looking for speakers. Amber, you'd be great for this. And they're people that I've met through summits and bundles and other collaborative things. And the only reason they're doing that is because now they know me well enough 
to think of me and have me top of mind when those kind of things come up. And I wouldn't have been that person to them beforehand because they just didn't have the opportunity to get to know me well enough that they'd remember me in that way. So there's loads of other nice benefits and kind of ripple effects from taking part in those things beyond just will I make some money out of it. I think that's probably why I love them so much. Yeah, so true. It's so, so true. And I think it's interesting that, you know, like we, so we did, well, it's for everyone else, a bundle, essentially, who doesn't know what a bundle is. A bundle is a group of entrepreneurs come together and basically donate their product to a one-off fee. You typically have an affiliate link that you can use to essentially pitch to your list and the way that it usually works is here is my thing list to go buy this thing. You will get my thing for free and you will also get all of these other products for free. A summit is a bit different in that it's, it's video interviews over mm-hmm. a, a group, of, a, a group of time, like three, four days, usually. Hmm, usually two about to, like kind of like, yeah, two, two to four, I would say. And you can either buy the recordings because they're like mini classes or you can show up live and it's typically free. Um, so just context for people who do not know the marketing terms, because one of the things that made Amber and me such great friends was that we were like, ah, oh, finally, a person who understands all of the lingo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I loved what you just said there is that there are hidden benefits to collaborating. And I so I think you're so right in that a lot of entrepreneurs, particularly in that like first few years of business, they're always looking for the ROI because coaches like me to be fair like I'm in this I'm like you know if you don't if you're not making money then look for the opportunity to make money right mm-hmm. so I think we're trained to think in this ROI way but equally there is so much benefit to doing things sort of sideways and zigzagging and you're so right in that when I created the act louder bundle one of the things that people started coming up to me being like oh you're like the charity bundle girl which I was like so stupid. <laughs> don't don't know me as the charity bundle girl yes that is that project that I did but I thought it was really really interesting how that was like the emphasis of oh we we donated that money and we raised it together and I find that bundles that take a different approach do better whether it's a charity angle or whether it's what you're doing which is I think is really innovative and, and great and I was like I am definitely into this because you're looking at it from a different perspective versus other bundles where they are like 3000 products on different, you know, and you're like so overwhelmed all of the time um, with all of the products. And some of them are like, this is a freebie. Why is this in a bundle? Did no one screen this? You know, so I think it's interesting because there are two sides to this. Number one, it's how do you build your community using the tools that are available to you that are free, that are not paid advertising is one of the best ways to do that. And I think on the other hand, it's what do you actually say yes to? Because there have been things that I have said yes to that I then regretted. I was like, these are not my people. I do not feel like I am in a group of peers necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. So when you decided, well, first of all, tell us a little bit about the bundle and then decide and tell us about how you decided who you would approach sure so this bundle um the theme of it really was a high ticket version of a bundle to kind of be um yeah succinct about it because I had lots of fun catching up with people over the Christmas holidays and it was coming off of the season of maybe six bundles back to back in a row 
And we'd all seen loads of them. And so we were all asking each other, hey, how did this bundle go for you? And the general conversation I was seeing again and again was, we're overwhelmed. I'm seeing the same stuff. I only signed up for maybe 10 products out of 100 that were available. So I already had it, or I had something very similar, or I just didn't see the value in it, even with it being free. So for this one, my idea was, let's do a higher ticket. Let's double the usual price of a bundle from 97 to 197. And the rule is that the products have to be worth at least $150 up to somewhere around 500, whereas usually it just has to be paid. Even if it's $7, it can be in a bundle. That's fine. So that was kind of my, my rule on that one. And then when it came to pitching people, one, I looked for people whose stuff I already knew was good or that I had already bought or I had already, or I had like, taking a screen grab of their Facebook ads because I thought that's a good offer. That's amazing. Um, And secondly, I put a little question in my application form saying, has this been in another bundle in the last six months? And I didn't tell people you cannot be in this bundle if it's been something else. Um, But I knew that I wanted to limit the number of things that people had seen twice. And I thought I'd have a huge number of people come through and be like, yes, it's been somewhere else, but it's good. Please have it anyway. But some people created brand new products for this bundle or set up live rounds in order for it to qualify or something because they saw the value in sharing something new and different and they felt the same way. So that was really interesting. And that's how the bundle kind of came together in the form that it currently is. Mm, I love that. So I think the, the interesting point there is to look at what are other people doing well, what's working in the industry? And not only can I build my community around this, but also how can I make it different so that people get excited? Because when I got that email, I was excited. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yes, finally. And I'm looking at all of the, you know, all of the people and I'm like, oh, yes, I was in a mastermind with her. Oh, I love her stuff. I've bought her stuff. Yes, like I've been to her event and it's such a great collection of contributors and such a great collection of amazing offers that are actually juicy, meaty and things that like every single one of them, I'm like, I want it. I want, I want that. And I want that. And I will want that. And I will do the live round for that. And I'm like, oh my God, my next two months are going to be very busy doing all of these amazing things. Um, which is, I think how the origin of the bundle and the origin of the community drive came to be. And I think it sometimes gets lost in the ether of people hopping on a trend ultimately you know Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and and I think something that I don't remember where you said it it might have been in um it might have been in like your one of of your courses or things that we did but I remember something along the lines of basically looking at what other people are doing wrong what other people are finding frustrating and complaining about and solving that problem I think that's a very you know standard thing in marketing like find problems to solve Um, but you can solve mini problems that are on something which already works. So bundles already worked. People already liked bundles. This was not a problem that needed solving. Um, But the micro problem was that people were seeing the same thing again and again and didn't like it and all that kind of thing. And so that was like, how can we make this better or different or something? And that then made it fun and exciting and amazing. And I think, again, with summits, as you're saying, that they've kind of 
disappeared a little bit from the marketing space over the last year or so. And I think that comes down more to the idea that people try to be innovative by having more speakers and putting more stuff in their summit. And we reached overwhelm and it reached Mm -hmm. like our maximum capacity for how many things you could possibly want to watch in a summit. And even if you bought the all access pass afterwards, so you could watch it forever, you're never going to go back and watch a whole bunch of like essentially webinars. <laughs> you're never going to do it. So I'm now seeing people doing summits that are audio only that you can get as like a private podcast feed. And the interviews are like 20 minutes each. And they're usually on something very short and actionable. And I think that's really interesting because it's the same thing of summits work. We love collaborating. It's a great way to get in front of new people, great way to build your mailing list, but people are overwhelmed. Let's make it easier. And that's the problem that's being solved. So yeah, I guess that's the main thing with anything is look at what's working and see how you can improve it when you do it. Yeah, definitely. And I think also don't shy away from collaborations. Like some of the best business experiences I've had have been from doing, you know, accountability calls pairing off going into group zoom rooms with this is how amber and i met we met in a group mm-hmm. zoom meet like room at, on a on a sort of sideways chat and we were like oh my god you're in the uk no one is ever in the uk amazing yeah. you know what a funnel is yes you know you know what roi <laughs> is. kindred spirits <laughs> yes i know right immediate soulmate friends <laughs> um and i think that it's interesting actually amber and i only met last like end of last year for amber's wedding i think actually when um i saw you it was actually at my like um like hen weekend my bachelorette party i was like oh my gosh it's you and everyone was like have you guys never met before i'm like not in person <laughs> i know and i think that's an that's a really really funny thing is that you can meet these incredible great people that you can then create collaborations with and you know expose them to your community and vice versa and I think that that's the magic that's the power and I think so many people are missing that opportunity because they're saying things like oh I am you know it's really really interesting because I've run a bundle so I know some of the weird ass crazy things that people say like Mm -hmm. I just lost 50,000 pounds giving you my product uh sorry you know you just saved (laughs) a hundred thousand pounds in ad spend (laughs) like everything is how you think of it you know yeah so so i think it's an interesting thing of of measuring is this thing like what what is the purpose of this thing and how can i set the collaboration up for my for my benefit right and how can i make the most of that opportunity and i found that it is so much it's less to do with people that discover me in a bundle necessarily like I know that my marketing and my systems and my content is great so the people who are meant to be in my audience will be and that's okay and I expect people to drop off that's fine but the power has been in collaborating with the people who are in the bundle and then strengthening those relationships and I want everyone to think about how can your message reach more people when you are put in front of other people's audiences Think about the reach that you can have with the people's lists, their podcasts, their Instagrams, and how can you get your message to be seen and heard by more people? It's not always as linear as Facebook group comments, 
email list building reels. Like it can sometimes be these collaborations. And I think that we're going to see more and more of them as we go throughout the year, you know, and I'm seeing it specifically more so in the UK, weirdly than other places. What's your experience? Yeah, that's true. And it's funny you should say that because something that I've got on a post-it note to do is called like the British Business Summit, (laughs) where I was like, how many business owners from the UK can I find an interview just to recreate that same moment that we had of you're in the UK too it's amazing (laughs) because I still have people assume that I'm in the US because apparently everyone lives in the US so (laughs) that was the idea of that one so I definitely see that same thing in terms of the shift (laughs) towards the UK but um yeah it's it's definitely happening and then what was I gonna say oh my gosh I've lost my train of thought that's okay It'll come back. It'll come, it'll circle back around. I think it's also, Ah, you you got it. Yeah. So something I felt when I first started, well, before I even started getting involved in these things was it was like, I have to wait to be asked to join these kind of things. I'd see everyone else doing them and going, well, no one asked me, why am I not being invited? But something I've experienced from doing this bundle and probably the one I did with you as well is that people then message me afterwards and go that was amazing can I be a part of the next one and it doesn't feel like it's an unacceptable request if anything I'm flattered that they thought it was so good that they would like to be involved and would like to contribute their time to it so if you see things like this going on and you're like I would have been perfect for that bundle or that summit or something send them an email and be like, hey, this was amazing. Thank you, so, thank you so much for putting it together. I know how much time and effort it takes. I'd love to contribute to the next one. Please keep me in mind. Because I've already got a wait list of people to contribute to the next bundle, mm. which you can't see, but I'm saying in air quotes, because I haven't even planned a next bundle yet. I'm still doing this bundle. <laughs> but I'm sure once, like childbirth, I forget how painful it was. <laughs> I was very... <laughs> excited about doing another one and then I have all these people but if they hadn't messaged me and they hadn't asked I never would have reached out to them next time and I might not have even known that they existed still so um I say most of the time it's not that it's not that you're taking anything away from someone or being cheeky or anything like that like it's not it's not an it's, it's not a bad thing to ask someone if you can come and do a collaboration with them and like take up some space in their audience, in their community. If anything, most people are just really flattered that you wanted to be there. Yes, that's so true. Oh my God. I I really want to irritate it, it, it. Oh God, what's the word for it? Now I've lost my ability to speak. I want reiterate. to re- reiterate that in that you need to pitch yourself if you want to be put forward for, for, for anything. Like the first ever summit I was in, I was like, hello, I would like to be part of this project hello, feature me. And I think that that can sometimes feel daunting and scary. And I'm going to ask you a question in a bit because I have the tea, so I want to talk about this. But I think it's it can be scary, but remember that the worst thing that can happen is that they say no. Mm-hmm. And they would have said no anyway if you never asked. Mm-hmm. That's the way to think about it. But the, the tea that I, that I have and I want to know is uh, what about those horrendous replies that you get? <laughs> when you pitch something because I know I know Amber shared something in the uh in the Facebook groups about I I I did I 
I have I have two pieces of tea here, but um, I will share the one that you know of. Uh, so I put a post on Facebook, which basically said, if you have a virtual assistant or a gatekeeper or someone who is monitoring your emails and handling them for you before they even get to you, which is remarkably common, the number of people who I email and I don't actually hear back from them, I get their virtual assistant, which is totally fine. That's all good. But if you have someone doing that, please be aware of what they're sending on your behalf, because I had possibly the rudest interaction I have ever had in my life with someone's virtual assistant, who basically accused me of trying to scam that person, of spamming them, of breaking the law. And even when I very kindly explained, not my intention, sorry for bothering you, it's all good, this is what it was. I wasn't trying to like sell or pitch you anything. It's a collaborative thing. Like it's like a win-win. I'm not trying to like ask you if you want help setting 50 appointments this week. <laughs> DM message. Um, for and, free, Amber. I'll do it for free for you. <laughs> right, for sure. And then by the end of it, I got accused of pretending to have a personal relationship with this person. And I was like, what? how does that even happen like this isn't oprah i'm messaging saying hey do you want to come to my tea party like (laughs) no one's assuming that we know each other like what is this so that was the weirdest one ever out of all of them um but the second piece of tea is i actually started tracking it in the end because i thought i want to see what has actually happened here um i need to do the final final numbers but i pitched about 150 people Mm-hmm. about two-thirds of people never replied ever at all as you know I lied maybe a third of people never replied um about a, a heart, another third of people said yes and then a certain proportion of them actually submitted mm-hmm. and then the rest of them replied and said no and out of the third that replied and said no one person sent me that crazy response one person said, I don't really think I'm your target audience. And I was like, interesting. Okay. Um, three people just blocked me. <laughs> when I went to follow up, they blocked me on Facebook. And I was like, oh, okay, bye. Um, everyone else just said, thanks for thinking of me. But it's not a good fit. I'm too busy. I'm launching. Maybe next time I don't have something that's a good fit. So apart from three people out of like 150 I got positive sponsors Mm. and I think that is a great stat to bear in mind and also think about that out of the 150 pitches that you might put forward yourself forward to a third of them might say yes it might be even 10 percent, but it's still worth doing the work to create those collaborations and and relationships Mm -hmm. yeah for sure. I, I mean, the responses that people send are wild, wild. And then uh, do you remember when we did the bundles together? We were like, we were baffled because people were upset that they missed the deadline, did not follow the guidelines, and then were not featured. They were like, how could you exclude me from this fundraiser? <laughs> I was like, because you did not follow the guidelines. The guidelines were there. For so sure. I, I had the same thing. I think the, the wildest response I had for the charity bundle was someone who missed the deadline by like two days. 
and then came back to me and, and said that, yeah. sorry to interrupt you amber but that bundle was at this point live because we did yeah. it in an insane speed yes for sure right so it was already live people were buying it that's how like the <laughs> bundle was and she emailed me to say that she had had to put this all together herself because her virtual assistant had been out of town and it had been a real inconvenience to her to have to set up her own discount code and checkouts and we still didn't feature her and I was like I'm so sorry that you had to put so much effort into something for charity and you still missed the deadline like what yeah mad mad (laughs) I think there are there are good experiences with collaborating people and I think 95% of them are that and there is a certain percentage that is going to give you a little bit of grief and it might knock your confidence you know if you approach it with non-humor and I think the the good thing about having a community of fellow entrepreneurs and a community of fellow people who are doing the same things that you're doing you know on a sort of businessy level not saying not saying you should all niche together what I'm saying is you know build that 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 those tribe of of people around you is that you can all laugh at it so the the conversation isn't oh my god Amber are you okay that's a terrible response the conversation is this is insane who is this person and how can we avoid them forever yeah for sure actually so even within those five percent of of mad responses even then like a very few of them will actually be personal attack kind of responses Mm. most of the time it's just huh you're not as nice as you seem on your instagram stories Mm. probably not gonna buy your stuff in the future so it's almost like it saves you (laughs) um, yeah so true communications from people because um obviously if people then messaged me and said who was that person (laughs) and apart from the very few people that I trust with my entire business life that I was willing to share that with most of the time I said I'm not gonna out them because they might not know this is happening and if this was me I would hate it for someone to publicly out me on the internet that way um but for the few people that I did share that with most of them were like weird that's not how they come across at all and the response you do get is very don't worry about it it's not you it's all good so um in terms of negative consequences of putting yourself out there they're very few and far between a hundred percent and I think it's so internal it's how do you perceive perceive yourself and how are you internalizing those responses because you know one person who has a really great positive mindset and sees the, oh, sorry, Amber, next time, you know, I'm really busy, I'm launching. And you're like, you know, one Amber is like, yes, okay, amazing. I'll put them on the wait list for the next one. And the other Amber is like, oh my God, this person must hate me. They're going to block me. And this is, and it's just about how you read the email, you know? And I see so many people in my sort of wider life, not necessarily in entrepreneurship, who read an email and then they get, obsessed about the response and I will read the email from a neutral place and I'm like this email is absolutely fine it's not a personal attack on you um and I think we have to remember that entrepreneurs are humans too and what happens in marketing and on their feed is usually thought through and calculated and sometimes people have kids who are teething and they are overwhelmed and they might send you a DM that you're like oh that's a bit rude but when you meet them in person they're like, oh my God, Alisa, it's so nice to see you, la la la. And you're like, oh, I thought you hated me. You know, like there are, the point here is that 
how you internalize those experiences is going to reflect on that relationship. And if you always lead with collaboration first, then you're going to be fine, basically, because you are not going to be internalizing those experiences negatively. And you will, in turn, be building your business way more successfully with much more gusto and much more fun too. Like bundles and collaborations and getting on podcasts and being in a group of people is so much fun. It's what gives us that fuel and that connectivity that you were talking about that I think a lot of us are missing. And I think that more people should definitely, definitely do them. The reason I think that, you know, I wanted you on the podcast is I think that there is an interesting thing around high ticket versus low ticket. And I wanted to talk to you about why did you decide to feature those specific experts and what's the theme of the bundle? So the theme of the bundle was higher ticket than usual when it came to bundles as a type of product. Um, And the people I reached out to... uh, they actually have lots of different price points about the things that they do. They, it is most of the things that have been in the bundle are within the range that I asked for. Some of them are higher. A couple are just very slightly lower, but the consistent criteria, I suppose I looked for was people that took their work seriously and had a level of, quality control about their own work and they put out stuff that was really good and that shows in even their social content compared to their paid content because I haven't bought something from every single person they invited to the bundle I don't I don't do that much internet shopping when it comes to courses um (laughs) so I knew of a good majority of them Um, But there were some people that I never bought anything from, but I still trusted them to have good quality stuff and good quality work because the way they presented themselves online and the thoughtfulness that they put into their free content and how consistent that was in terms of the tone and how helpful it was and the branding of their social media posts and do their links work? Does their link tree on Instagram actually go to places that still exist? And just lots of little things like that, that, um, <laughs> that made me trust those people and want to collaborate with them, even if I technically did not know them at all. Mm. It's so, so true. And I think that that's an, in- an interesting point as well for, uh, the other side of it is, is all your shit in order? What's mm. your house looking like? When was the last time you stalked yourself? I've been talking about this all day. I'm like, stalk yourself. Go and create a different profile and go and experience you as a business from a customer standpoint. I love it. That's such such great feedback for the people who are wanting to pitch themselves, for sure. And like the quality control, specifically if you're not known, you know? Mm. What's the theme of the bundle? Uh, When does it close? What's the price point? It is called the Business Breakthrough Bundle because absolutely every single thing in the bundle would give you a huge breakthrough in that area of your business. These aren't little quick fix products. They're like the big in-depth courses and programs. These are things to get stuff done in that area of your business. It's $197. There's like over $9,000 worth of value of stuff in this bundle. Um, some of them include course live rounds, some of them are templates, some of them is actually, one of them is actually a done for you service, would you believe it? Uh, and the doors close on the 30th of January. I love it. 
Thank you so much for popping on. If you guys want the bundle, my affiliate link will be down below. Uh, I have contributed the amazing Unforgettable Stories workshop inside the bundle and you'll get a lifetime updates to that magical, magical new workshop that I recently released. It has never been in a bundle before and it never will be in a bundle, I don't think. <laughs> so it's an exclusive for you guys. Thank you so much to Amber. Um, you can connect with her on the Instagrams and on the Facebooks. I will link all her links down below and I will see you all next time. For now, have an amazing day. Are you stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically? Good news, Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.